Tubes, here we are, we're live. Again, that means one thing, an Eagle podcast. And an Eagle podcast always comes with one other thing, and that's another top guest. Um, tonight I'm going to be joined by the show's first ever pro fitness model, online coach, adventurer, uh, Chris Robinson. Chris, how are you doing, mate? I'm excellent. Excellent, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. Um, Chris, the magic of social media brought us together, um, yes, it did, I believe, yes. through, through hashtags. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm always interested to see who's sort of um, floating around in the world of social media. And, I, and, I, and when I checked on your page, I was like, yeah, this guy's got some serious pull. Um, what is a pro fitness model for those of us who don't know? So there's a lot of confusion when it comes to this. Um, a fitness model to a bodybuilder is a lot about the size. So bodybuilders are big, huge guys yeah. now. Um, to the majority of people, it's quite unattainable. <clears throat> Whereas yeah. a fitness model is the average guy, which, which, which has got a bit more of an attainable physique. So, so it's still stopping up the level to um, stepping on stage. So you've still got the lean and muscular, but it's not yeah. as big. Yeah. Um, so it's just a case of, it's that look of, front cover magazine but not yeah. too big i mean there's magazines like flex with big guys on it but it's more yeah. sort of the men's health kind of look um and the pro comes from competing at shows and yeah. placing in them shows if you if place in them then you become a pro so wow. you kind of come you compete with the amateurs yeah so every not every show most shows have got like an amateur and pro division so you compete if you're good enough say top three you'll get your pro status well wow. the more guys get it then you'll compete again, maybe you know a year down the line, two years down the line. Um, but they'll all be pros. So all them guys you compete with will have either won or placed top three in a show. So the standards wow. higher. Um, but the last few years it's evolved massively, massively. So let's talk about um, everyone wants the perfect body, but yeah. genetics, lifestyle, training, diet all play a big part for you to get where you are. Have you always been in good shape and had good genetics or have you been blessed in some areas and other places? It's just down to sheer dedication. Genetics do play a part. Some people overemphasize on genetics. It is, yeah. it is a big part of it. If you're blessed with them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dipped in. Um, <laughs> there's things like my, my calves. I hardly train calves and I've got massive calves. It just runs in my family. My dad's got big calves and he, yeah, he doesn't train. Um, it might might to do with all the cycling and walking I've done, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but things like that, I've just been lucky. Other areas, I've had to work my ass off. Right. I mean, I I joined the navy when I was uh, nineteen, and I was right. I was very cardio oriented, a lot of running and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't really touch the weight, so I was about nine stone. And then I, I kind of fell into the Navy's culture of eating, drinking, boozing. <laughs> and I went from about nine stone to about 15 stone in my first two years. Wow. So I got really out of shape. Um, and it was when I failed my fitness test, a little light bulb went off and I thought I'm never going to be this unfit again. And that's when I basically started my training. So I must have been about 22, 23. Um, right. Still kind of a lot of cardio stuff, but kind of yeah. throwing the weights around, not really knowing what I'm doing. Yeah, um, you know that's 15 years ago now. So once I figured out that weights were the way ahead, it's just it's been consistency over 15 years, and wow. that's that's what gets the physique that I have now. Um, you know, it's not just a quick fix in eight weeks. <laughs> There's no 12 week transformation from being out of, out of shape and then I mean, in a massive shape. 
really quickly. Transformation, transformation wise, your body isn't going to change that much. You can change it a lot. Mm. The transformation a lot of times with your mindset. So that at 12 weeks, you could set yourself up nicely to change your mindset. You'll change your body, but then the idea is you change your mindset that much that that will help you then. Yeah. Moving forward. Um, yeah. A lot of it's mindset and knowing what you're doing. So when you're in competition mode or you're getting ready to go in competition, what do you normally walk around at to what you sort of compete? Do you have to sort of lose a little bit or do you walk around at the same weight you compete at? No, it's, 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 it's impossible to stay that lean. Yeah, um, right. Some people do, but they yeah. might not have much of a life. Um, right. You know, I, I enjoy food. So right. even when I'm off season, it's kind of off season, mm-hmm. I'll kind of just, I'll still monitor what I mean, but I'll, I'll enjoy what I want to eat. I'll drink, yeah. I'll do what I want. Um, so off season, I kind of sit around 185. Right. Um, and when I lean down, the, I think the leanest I've ever been is 157. Oh, wow. That's a good, um, yeah. But that was three years ago. So yeah. I don't, I don't know how much I've built since then. So I might not ever get down to that way again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the sort of stage right now is probably about 160. Is that um, what so you compete at, 160? Yeah, it's about 160. So it's, it's under 75 kgs. That's yeah, the category because yeah. I'm really small. Yeah. Um, but then some of the guys now, they're, they're, they're quite stocky lads. So they're, they're packing on the muscles. So right. different classes to go in. So I compete at under 75s. Wow. So and, yeah, so. And sort of, there's a lot of science now, isn't there? And a lot of sort of apps and tricks that people are using now. Um, are you using MyFitnessPal or have you got something, another sort no, of? Yeah, I, I, I use, yeah, I use MyFitnessPal. Um, it's, it's kind of standard for me now. I use it every day. So I kind of track without thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I'm in comp prep, full on mode, sort of the last yeah. sort of 12 weeks, I eat the same every day anyway. So I, I don't necessarily need to track it, um, but I still do. But I kind of know what I'm taking in every day anyway. So And and what are you sort of, what you're sort of consuming when you're in training um, mode? I, I'll st- it'll just taper down from about 16 weeks out. So I'll start about, 2,400 and maybe not yeah. 50 calories off each week. Oh, right, okay. controlled. Yeah. Um, at the minute, I'm eight weeks out from a show and I'm down to 2,200. Oh, it's still not bad, is it? That's yeah, a... so, yeah, it's, it's, it's manageable. Um, you know, four weeks out, it, it all depends on how you're progressing. If I'm yeah. on target, I might not even need to drop that much because I'm mm. actually losing quite steady. If I kind of start to struggle, I might drop down to 2,000. 1900 well it all depends literally there's no set sort of routine every single show i've done i've did a different method or did something different or my body hasn't reacted the same yeah and how how often do you train like are you training once a day twice a day um i'll do i walk the dog twice a day maybe twice most so that's my cardio done yeah um so i get the steps up so there's there's an extra 500 calories and then i train five times a week i I, I usually go for two rest days um at the minute i've dropped down to four training days i've got like two active rest days which are walk the dog and i'll do another little bit of cardio it's just to give my body a bit of more time to rest um because i'm on lower calories yeah yeah you, you need that rest time so and what sort of uh, H2O, what sort of water consumption are you knocking in? Do you, do you have to reduce um, that as well? or No, that's you increase it. So at the minute, I'm on about right. four litres. Um, like I say, everyone's different, but the way I do it, I kind of taper it up towards 
what's called peak week is when you the yeah. magic's supposed to happen, which is kind of a bit <laughs> nonsense. Uh, I'll go up to about 10 litres. Wow. Um, and then there's, there's, there's different techniques like dropping water and stuff like that. Bodybuilders do it. Mm. Um, but for fitness, you don't really necessarily need to do it because it's a healthy, attainable look that kind of a lot of people are supposed to do. So you don't need to do anything drastic. So I'll usually maybe drop my water down to two liters a day before. And wow. then on the day, I'll just have sips of water. So I'm just not so much peeing every two minutes when I'm on stage. Yeah, I was going to say. And when, when you go to compete, Obviously, um, is there a good camaraderie between the people competing or is there, is there genuine sort of rivalries? And I guess everyone must be sort of very alpha male. Um, you'd be surprised. It's, it, when the first time I competed, that's what I expected it to be. I mean, there's, there's some federations out there that I've not competed in. Right. I, I get the impression they're like that, but I, I've never really competed in them, so yeah, yeah. I don't really know. But the shows that I've done it's the complete of opposite of what people might think. A lot of people might think everyone will be stuck up their own ass walking around, strutting around, but it's, it's opposite. It's kind of, you'll meet the nicest people you've ever met because people get into competing for a few reasons. Maybe, maybe they're bullied, maybe they were overweight and they lack confidence. So they get into competing to sort of change their life around, but then they still stay yep. that sort of quiet person. So a lot of them are actually mm. quite, um, quite shy and yeah, unsure yeah. of himself and even when they're super super fit and in shape so a lot of them are, are like that so the, the camaraderie is fantastic um, it, it's 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 funny you should say that because there's a lot of people so you like obviously your Instagram um, you've got great photos you're in great shape and for an outsider looking at it someone would instantly look at you and go bosh I'm going to stereotype him he's going to be loud he's going yeah. to be sort of brash he's going yeah. to be a showman and already after we've been speaking for 10 minutes, my, of what I thought you were going to be like yeah. is, is, is very different, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of people, obviously there is that person, but... Um, yeah, there, is, there is still people like that. But, you know, it's, and it's why you shouldn't take people on, on, on face value and you yeah, should exactly. give them time to sort of um, have a conversation. Um, so when you're on stage or when you're leading to go on stage, do you still get nervous or are you super confident to walk on there and do what you've got to do? The, the, fir the first time I did it, I was a bit nervous, but then I got yeah. there up, up there and enjoyed it and the kind mm -hmm. of nerves went. And I did, I've done seven shows after that. Every, yeah. every time I've done it, you know, you get more confident, you get more yeah, yeah. into it. So you kind of know what you're doing. But I've not done it for three years now, so all right, it, I'll be a bit. I might be a bit rusty. I might, the nerves might come back, but it's kind of a, it's the fight or flight. You either yeah. get on stage, you either yeah. get on stage, and you instantly love it, and you become addicted to it. Yeah, or you shit your pants <laughs> and you never want to do it again. So it's, it's what, one or the other. What What's the audience like? Who is the audience for this? Like, who's coming to watch the shows? I'm interested in that. So a lot of it, it's the competitors' families. All oh, right, okay. Um, but there's some people around that you know they just might think i've never been to a fitness show before we'll go to a fitness show and they're they're kind of the same they'll stereotype the show into thinking it's yeah and think that it's, it's <laughs> something different yeah when yeah. they get there a lot of them are quite surprised um because it's not bodybuilding so it's not, yeah, yeah it's a bit more how do you describe it's a bit like bodybuilding crossed with like uh for the females like victoria's secret right okay so, yeah it's a bit more relaxed like that, but then it's still got the fitness element. So it's, it's kind of like that. So it's, 
people expect big, massive dudes just standing yeah. up posing, but it's it's a bit more entertaining and it's a bit more flamboyant. Do you? Um, yeah, flamboyancy. Because you've got to try and get your personality out as well, haven't you? It's, it's all yeah. well and good being in good shape, but um, if you're on a beach, a normal beach, and you're in good shape, you you'd probably be like that top. 2% of the beach in good shape. So that would be enough to make you stand out. But when you're on a beach full of people who are in equally as good shape as you, then yes, how, yeah. do, you, how do you stand out from that? Well, <clears throat> the difference between a bodybuilding show and a fitness show, bodybuilding, you're, you're just totally judged on physique. So it's all about proportions and physique. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what you look like, doesn't matter what your hair's like, nothing like that matters. With fitness shows... You judged on obviously your physique, yeah, and it's 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 split into like forty percent physique, twenty percent of your stage presence, confidence, and posing, oh, really? and then twenty percent of your appearance. Um, so it's broken down into little categories. So they they mark you on each individual thing. So oh, you could have the cool. best physique on stage, mm. but you could be stiff as a board and can't pose. So you lose mm. a lot of marks. Whereas yeah. the next guy might not be as lean. Maybe it doesn't look good, but he own the stage you know his posing was perfect he had confidence yeah. and it's 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 all about the it's all about marketability so if you if you could see yourself or the judges could see you on the front cover of a magazine mm. then you suit it so you know if you're, you're not blessed in the looks department then you're gonna just kind of lose a few marks which is <laughs> it's harsh but then uh, yes, the way it is. that's the way it is yeah so you know there's there's been sort of um i don't know i don't know if it's like a I read a lot of things about people sort of trying to um, close close things down. Like there was a thing not so long ago in London when the, when the mayor banned like um, my protein from having like fitness models on the side of buses and stuff. And okay. I think it's weird because end of the day, um, good looking people sell stuff. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's the way of the world, and that's the, the, and that won't ever change. Um, no, never, no. And there always seems to be this like pushback now for people who. I always say it's the unaccountable people. They, they try to hide themselves in the bubble and say, I can't get here. And then there's yeah. a, a thousand reasons why. In, instead, yeah. there's only one reason why, and it's, I don't really want to put the effort in to do it. And that's it. Yeah, that's exactly only that. that's only ever the reason. Um, and it's almost now like, um, uh, oh, yeah, but it's, it's, you know, you, you probably get it. Oh, it's easy for you because you've always been in good shape or you've always this yeah. or you've always that. And I can't because of like insert reasons. And it'll bring us on to um, something else that you do, your online coaching. I take it you um, talk us through that. Do you, do you, do you PT people one-to-one or is it purely online? It's purely online now. I used, I used to do uh, one-to-one, but yeah, yeah. with my wife being in the Air Force, we've moved around about three or four times the last few years. Yeah. And I kind of build my client base up and then we'll move again. Mm. So it was, I was getting a bit tired of building up the client base and then moving on and building my reputation. So we just decided to move it all back online, um, all online. And I kind of coached two different types of people. So one, I coach people for fitness shows. Mm-hmm. So they'll come to me right. and we'll build, we'll build them up. Some, some people 12 weeks out from a show, and it's just a case of leaning them down. Other yeah. people come a year and a half before the show and you know we build we build them up and lean them down into a show and then the other half i work with the general population trying to change their mindset towards food and all the Mm. stuff that's going around like skinny coffee and boom (laughs) board and you know just just trying to educate them people that it's not that difficult it's you know it's a case of eating healthy but Mm. what you kind of enjoy because the end of the day it's calories in if you calories out 
Yeah. And you can you could eat pizza every day if you wanted to. Yeah. And still lose weight as long as you're within your calories. Yeah. Obviously that's not that's not totally healthy because pizza yeah, hasn't got yeah. much nutrition. But yeah. You can do that. Yeah. So it's kind of it's it's balancing your life out. So I I try not to say like you can't go out on Friday night with your mates and enjoy a few beers and a pizza because people are social. People want to go out mm. and do stuff. As soon as I say to someone you can't do that, they'll they'll fall off. They'll they'll mm. fail. But if I say you can put that into your diet and don't worry about it, still go out and enjoy yourself. The rest of the week, hit your targets, hit your calories, hit your training, mm. and they achieve over the long term more than someone who's restricted with something. Yeah, it's um, you 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 bang on, and there's a lot of people at the moment. There's there's, there's two that stand out for me. There's a guy called Richie Howie. I don't know if you've heard of him, Team RH Fitness. He's from Sunderland. Uh, okay. And then there's Jim Smith. Those two yeah. are sort of um, big on... They both push the same message, both flamboyant, both have big characters, and yeah. both aren't afraid to go after um, keto diets, skinny coffee, blah, blah, blah. They're both yeah. not afraid to sort of really say, oh, guess what? you stopped eating as much and you did more exercise <laughs> and yeah. you lost weight. Um, you know, um, yeah, it's difficult. People don't look at the, they look for every other reason apart from the one reason. Yeah. So like, you know, you could do keto, but if you're still in a calorie surplus, you still get fat on a keto diet. And if yeah. you're intermittent fast, you could still go over your calories and you still put on weight. So it's not, it's not the method. It's the fact that you've reduced calories. Each one, it, each diet works perfectly. Mm. It's whether you can, if you don't like carbs, so if you don't like cakes and pasties and whatever, and keto's for you and you like high fats, then great, keto will work for you because you don't like carbs. But I don't know many people that don't like carbs. <laughs> so, and if we did it, I wouldn't why speak put to yourself them. through it. Yeah, why put yourself through that? Nah, definitely. Car- carbs are the best. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> That's how you grow. It's, yeah, no, it's, it, it's a fair one. And, Obviously, at the moment, I don't know if you've noticed that you probably have, everything seems to be protein, protein bars, protein shakes, protein Weetabix, protein milk, protein, do you know what I mean? It just seems to be this yeah. big explosion at the moment. And it's clever marketing, isn't it, from the, from the, from the um, nutrition companies yeah, to go, yeah. bang the word protein in front of that uh, and put another quid on it and we're laughing. Um, yeah. And I like them. I, I like a protein bar. Some of them are absolutely. Um, some of them are nicer than chocolate bars now. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But the the, the, the stacking like two hundred and fifty calories per bar. So just because yeah. it's got the word protein in front of it doesn't mean that's you can the, just go crazy. That's the thing because it's got protein in. Yeah, like you say, it's got two hundred fifty calories. But because it's got protein and people think oh, I can have two of them, I have three of them. Yeah. All right, it's got protein, in, but that's seven hundred and fifty calories. You know, you could have you could have it's three decent meal. sized meals for that. Yeah, it's a, it, it's it's a good meal. So you've got um, when people come for you for online coaching, the general public, what is the what is the standard go to? What they say to you is it? I want to lose weight. Is that always like the main one? Yeah, um, nine times out of ten, it's they want to lose weight. Um, the, the one, the ten percent that want to sort of put some size on is usually the competitive side of it. Mm. So they might be they might be a bit smaller and they want to compete, but they want to yep. put some size on before but the majority of the time is people want to lose weight and they're just lost because there's so much, there's so much good information, mm. but there's so much crap information and they tend to follow a lot of the crap stuff because it's eight weeks or six weeks or 12 weeks. Whereas, you know, sustainability and consistency over more time is how you get the results. Yeah. And 
I'll admit it, and I've said it to people before on the podcast, I, I quite enjoy Love Island. I quite enjoy it. I think it's a bit of a light end, <laughs> light entertainment, bit of, bit of fun. It's just blind date, but a little bit more ramped up. But, yeah. you know, those people go in there, um, all good looking, all in good shape. But you watch that 12-week period of them in that house, just being in that house, and everyone sort of, do you know what I mean? If they've been in yeah. from the start to the 12 weeks, they all sort of put a bit of timber on. And then I think straight away, that as soon as they come back out, they obviously get all the endorsements. And then there's yeah. the fitness DVDs and the nutrition. And I think that's something that needs to change because there's people doing sort of nutritional advice or fitness advice because they're a reality TV star. And it's not their knowledge, is it? It's someone no. behind them. And obviously they're just using the star power to, to sell the item. But... I think people are getting, um, I've, I've heard people say, oh, I'm following the Davina McCall fitness program. Or I'm following um, someone from Geordie Shaw fitness program. And I'm like, yeah. I, I, I would find a proper legitimate personal trainer and a, and a nutritionist and say, is this actually good for me? Yeah. <laughs> that, I think that's the thing. With, I mean, the, 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 the guys off Love Island and stuff, mm. I think you can't knock, they're trying to make money for themselves. Yeah, so good like, on them. But it's that's the some of the stuff that they do promote is dangerous. And that's why I follow, yeah. I follow James Smith a lot because mm. he, you know, he tries to call them out. Yeah. Because um, they prescribe stuff. It's like when they do their before and after pictures, which is clearly 10 minutes after. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's just false and it's fake. And it's, mm. it's, it's just, it's not good for people. They'll just have this sort of false um, view on how you achieve things where... I think the biggest thing with social media is, you know, you could have, you could be the best person training in the world and have 500 followers. Yeah, yeah. Not many people listen to you. You could have half a million followers because you're on one of these shows and people will take everything you say yeah. by word value. So that's the problem. So it's, I think, yeah, James Smith is, is, he makes me laugh. He's very, he's a sort of very flamboyant guy and he's very, he's not afraid to go after people, but you, you're right in what you say. And you know, I see it all the time on sort of social media, people selling dietary pills, people selling, I mean, this whole idea of skinny coffee for me is just like mental. I don't know what skinny coffee yeah, could. Well, you drink it before bed, don't you? Because yeah. coffee before bed helps lose weight. <laughs> yeah, because being awake all night causes yeah. your body to... <laughs> to... Yeah, well, you burn more calories, don't you? Because you're awake. Because <laughs> you, you're not sleeping, so your body's going into shutdown. But no, it's uh, it, it's crazy. You talked about um, IMEX Army. Um, and you talked about being in the Navy and some people think, oh, some of my most unfittest times in my life was actually serving in the army. And obviously it must've been the same for you. Um, yeah. Where, yeah. where did, where did you serve and what did you, were you on ship or submariner or? No, I was on ship. So joined 2001, um, went straight into the fleet. So I did HMS Northumberland, HMS right. Norfolk, did a couple of Gulf trips, Mediterranean trips. Nice. Um, you know, I was I was nineteen, twenty, living life. You know, it was, yeah. it was kind of like club eighteen, thirty. So we, we pulled into Oops. a port, went out drinking, and it was you know I was living the life, and you know I, I piled weight on, and from mm. being a fit fit youngster, I went to quite a weight, and hence that's how I got into fitness. Yeah. Um, and then my attitude just started changing over the years, and um, but then I got an injury, so I had a, a it was on and off for sort of three or four years. Yeah, yeah. I had a her I had a hernia, then I didn't have a hernia. And then I had two hernias and I didn't have two hernias. Then I had a partial hernia and that's when they decided to, to operate on me. They said mm. I didn't particularly need it. And so we'll operate just in case it, you know, totally 
um, comes out and protrudes and causes problems. Yeah. So they operated on it in about 2007, 2008. And they kind of, they kind of messed the whole thing up. Um, they kind of sewed the mesh into all my nerves. Jesus. So I, like, I, I lost the feeling in my lower abs. Um, and I was kind of, it was, how do I explain it? It was kind of like getting stabbed with a hot knife. Yeah. So every two, three months, something would go and it was basically like the mesh ripping. And they didn't know why it was doing it. So for about two years, I was having physio and injections and all mm. sorts. In that time, I was kind of downgraded. So I kind yeah. of started putting a lot of weight on. I wasn't really keeping active. Um, and I, I got upgraded and I got detached from the Navy and got sent to 4-3 Commando up in oh, uh, really? Head Lane. Right, cool. so I, did fleet, I did fleet protection for a few Sweet. years. And that's when I really got into the physical fitness. side of training and fitness and lifting weights. And um, that's when my, my kind of life kind of started changing around. And I started appreciating, you know, building it from the core in. Yeah. Um, but the fit, I was getting fitter, but I was still getting problems. Um, and then I went for a medical board um, expecting them to say, because I think I've been downgraded for sort of two years. Went to the board thinking they're going to give me another year. Yeah, yeah. Um, of injections of physio or whatever so I'm still getting fitter and they the day I went from the board literally they said we're discharging you oh wow uh, so there was medical discharge and everything just kind of fell apart and I was just like the, the words that stick in my head was you, you are unfit for service wow and at that time I wasn't the shape that I'm in now yeah yeah but you know I was still I was still muscular I was still lean I was still fit and I looked at other guys in the Navy that were sort of <clears throat> twice my size, couldn't yeah. run miles to save their life, but they called me unfit. Yeah. Um, so I was discharged. And then that was the only kind of, the only kind of thing I could see myself doing was personal training and physical stuff because I, I enjoyed it. So I thought I may as well do that myself and try to help others. And it kind of just snowballed from that really to where I am now. When you, when you left, did you get a resettlement package? Uh, or was it clear in your mind what you wanted to do? And, and, and how did you feel that aftercare was? I've had a lot of ex-service people on, on here. And, and, it's, and for me, the MOD needs to be held accountable because I feel like, especially in the time period that you're talking of, and it's the same time period for me, there was a lot of people who were just told, thanks a lot, all the best, um, out the yeah, door, especially it, after the Afghans yeah. finished. It was kind of like that. It was, no, I was, I was expecting another year. Yeah, at least yeah, just to give me, and it was we're discharging you. Handshake. Yeah. Go go down. Go to this room. Get all your stuff. Do you um, they'll talk to you. So I went to that, and then I went on leave for two weeks. Then I went up to Faz Lane to get my stuff. They signed a few bits of paper. And nobody said anything to me like, "Thanks for service. Thanks, congratulations." Like nothing. Yeah, nothing. yeah. Nothing. So I just kind of left that day thinking, "What? What just happened?" Like, mm. I mean, I got a, I got a medical pension. And I yeah. got I got a payout which you know was was okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I was supposed to get compensation, um, and I don't know how accurate it is, but it was supposed to be something like half of what I would earn for the remainder of my career. Yeah. So however much that worked out, and when it came through, it was basically a month's wage. Wow. And when I looked at it, they kind of looked at a table and said, right, this is where you fall on this, this table mm. for your injury. So this is your compensation. And it was something like, um, it said something like discomfort from hernia operation. I'm like, <laughs> but they said that was the only thing that they could pass it as. So that, that's how much it came out as. And um, I tried to fight them for sort of two years to get 
sort of better compensation. And every time I just like civilian solicitors wouldn't touch it. So I nah, no two, one's, two, 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 yeah, two no years I just fought, MOD, I fought yeah. losing battle. I just had to accept it. It's it's such a hard thing, and um, you know you 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 pro did you want to sort of join the navy from as you know was it something you wanted to do from early on? You I take it you were invested in it. Yeah, I I, I wanted to join at sixteen, and I was mm. signed up ready to go, and then I kind of chickened out because I was sixteen year old. Yeah, yeah. And I went to join the army, and I went up to uh, it was Glen Cross in Scotland. Yeah, Glen Cross, yeah. And I shit myself. I was like, oh my God, this is not for me. <laughs> and then I applied for the Marines and I applied for the Air Force. And it was just kind of over a period of three years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while I was doing an apprenticeship. And then I just basically wanted to get out of Teesside. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to travel the world. Yeah. And I mean, I don't blame 19, you there. Yeah. <laughs> at 19, I just thought I'm doing it. I've got it to do it now. Um, and it was, it's it, the best thing I've ever did. Um, mm. But then dis- get, getting that discharge, then helped me become who I am now. Like, I mean, I might have still been in now and I don't know what hey, my life would be like, but... Everything's character building. Every knock, every win, every every single thing um, just builds another chink of armour where, where you think, well, yeah. I've just been... I've been bulldozed there. However, I can either stay down in it. And it's a bit cliche, but, you know, you can't be a champion unless you've done... You know, unless you lose a few rounds. So... Exactly. Um, yeah. And that was, that was one for you to get back up and... You know, I, I've heard that story a lot, a lot from people, and sort of even my own way out of the forces, and then sort of struggling to adapt to civilian yeah. life. Did you, did you adapt okay, or was there sort of, you know, was there any sort of like uh, moments of madness once you left? No, it was kind of. I, initially, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. It was quick. I was quick to sort of discover what I wanted to do, and yeah. I got myself on a PT course, but. At first, it was kind of, I was a bit lost. Um, mm. I can't say, I enjoyed the Navy, but I didn't enjoy the Navy. It got mm. to a point where going away a lot, I wanted to just kind of settle down and I met my, my wife now. Yeah. Um, and if we'd, if I'd have stayed in, we were together, she's in the Air Force and I might yeah, have been yeah. moved back down to Plymouth. So I'd, yeah. I'd, it might not have worked out for us, but it Everything did. So. But her being by my side, like encouraging me, pushed me a lot. Um, you know, I, I did my PT course, I set up my business, um, but it was, I think it was the motivation, two, two things really. One, seeing a lot of guys leaving and struggling, mm. but then going back in. Obviously, I didn't have the choice to go back in, so yeah, I, yeah. I had to make it work. Um, so that kind of drove me on. And then I think, like I said, the words that them saying, you're unfit for service, it was kind of in the back of my mind thinking, I want to get in the best shape of my life. Yeah, yeah. And make them meet the words. Not that they know that. Yeah, <laughs> that I got in the shape of my life. But for me, it was like I need to it's prove to myself that I am in shape, um, and that's what's kind of drove me on since, well, since then, really. No, nah, it's powerful, that mate. That is, uh, it's always that. Um, there's always that moment, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? There's always that turning point, and I think everyone has it. Where there's like for you, obviously, you're not fit for service, and now it's like, you know, if you ever used to bump into anyone ever again, they'd be like, "Oh, what are you doing now?" You'd be like, "Bosh." I'm yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm down Shred City, mate. Every week. What about yourself? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. And uh, no. Um. So away from sort of gyms and personal training, how do you how do you relax? What 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 other stuff do you do away from all of this? Um, I walk my dog a lot. So What's our dog? Again, he's a sharpe cross with a ridgeback. Wow. So he's a, 
so he's a good looking little thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, he keeps me on my toes. Um, it's just really spending time with the wife because the, the fitness stuff consumes a lot of your time. Yeah, yeah. Especially on, on, on prep. You have to kind of become a bit selfish. Yeah, yeah. Um, so from when I started back in 2014, I did sort of seven shows in a two-year period. And I was basically on prep for two years, um, which then kind of led me to a bit of a bad relationship with training. Mm. Um, so I was, I was chasing the dream of this first place, thinking yeah. I'm going to be the next I mean, Ryan Terry on Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. or something. Once I win that show, I'll be, you know, I'll be rich, I'll be whatever. And then I, when I yeah, won the man. show, the, my life didn't really change. So I kind of fell out of love with training a bit. Mm. Um, and had a bit of a bad relationship with food, so put a bit of weight on. But yeah. it was nice that I kind of got back to a bit of normality in life. Um, and just yeah, over I the time, that. I started getting that love back for training. Um, but from that, I've kind of learned to balance it now. And I know that if my head's not in a prep for a show, yeah, I, yeah. I'll just back off it and I won't, I won't go through it. And I've did it twice. Once, I was about eight weeks, probably about the same period now, and my head just wasn't in it. I was kind mm. of still getting takeaways. And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to pull out of it because my head's not I'm, in the game. I'm not in the game, yeah. And then the next one, I got injured, so I pulled out again. But this one's been fine. But it's just balancing life now. And that's, yeah, fair, that's fair. more important to me than, you know, I go into a show to win it. Yeah. Well, I've got my family and I've got my wife and I need to spend time with them. And I've got the business to run. So it's, it's just about balance really still. Are we all right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're all right. Um, it just dropped out there for a little bit. It's uh, it's the world we live in. You know, you can't have everything, can you? Sometimes it, no, it, it no. drops out. Um, no, it's, it's all right now. It's come back on. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's a fair play. Obviously, you've got a good social media following. Um, how do you get on with social media? Do you like it? Do, do you spend too much time on it? Do you get haters? <sighs> how do you deal with it? Yeah, you, I get, it's kind of love-hate. You get sucked into it a lot. So that's mm. something that I'm trying to not, I'm not letting it dominate my life. Um, yeah. You know, I, going back to, I was thinking I was going to be something famous winning these shows and it was a lot of um, chasing something. Whereas now it's more, I'd, I want to give stuff back to people. Um, so mm. I kind of changed the way I do stuff. It's more focused on my business. Yeah. A bit about a bit about me because people still like to know what yeah. you get up to and how you do things but now it's trying to give as much value as possible um yeah you get haters all the time i get messages every day you know going back to the people will look at you and think that's not achievable unless you've cheated somehow so they'll yeah they'll, they'll accuse you of cheating like steroids and whatever but it's just because they they can't see themselves doing it so they must think there's something else that you've done to get there it it's um the first thing I say like when I when people start talking to me and stuff and I always say get rid of the negative people out of your life. Like yeah. get get rid of them bad influences. Get rid of the people who don't want you to change because they don't want to change and, yeah. and, and get rid of them and I, and I feel like with social media there's a lot of that going on. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of people who watch you but they'll never comment on anything, they'll never like anything. Yeah. But they're yeah. always watching because what they're waiting for is they're waiting for you to fail so they can just yeah. dive straight in and, and bosh. And I always say to people, um, I'll put something out there or I'll do it. I'll spell something wrongly. 
and I'll yeah. wait and see who's going to be the first person to say, ah, oh, you spelled that wrong. And it's like, you've just proved everything I knew you are because you never, yeah. ever comment ever on other stuff. But the moment you see this, you think, I've got him, there's a chink in the, in the, in the armor here, bosh. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, thanks very much. And it just sort of reconfirms it. And that's, that's how I sort of do it. But yeah, um, I, I mean, it must I be thinking for you, obviously... Yeah, I used to take it quite to heart, like if someone did something like that, you know. We're only human, small, we? Something as small as like grammar up to accusing yeah. me of cheating or something. But now I kind of just think, I just feel sorry for them. Nice because if, yeah, they've, yeah. if they've had to take that few minutes of their time to pick up on something that I've done, then it, it's yeah. more on them. There must be something wrong with them. They must be unhappy with their life somewhere for them to actually have to pick up like, who picks up on grammar or spelling? It's just... Well, yeah, this is this is it. And some, like sometimes I get people um, who who will sort of say to me, "Oh, yeah, you think you're proper fit, don't you?" I'm like, just name the hill, just name the hill, just you want to be on what hill, and we'll go and we'll do hill reps yeah. and we'll see who can go all day long. And it's just yeah, it's funny to me that people do. They go on, but you're right. It is a knock on them, and we have to sort of get away from um, feeding the fish. Is that? Um, and yeah, going you just, there. You just um, ignore it. I mean, they'll, they'll put a comment, and I, I'll reply to every comment because it's more engagement for my page. So if they put a hateful comment, I'll just reply to it, and it's it's it helps my page grow. So it's all good to me. Yeah, <laughs> just turn it into yeah, that, uh, friend. Yeah. And Oliver says to them, um, thanks very much for your greatest asset. And then they reply something like, yeah, what's that? And they go, your time. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, bingo. Yeah, that's it. Like, um, Chris, we're flying through this, mate. We're coming into the sort of the final stretch. So I'm going to sort of um, go into the five what's. Um, so the first one, what's the greatest advice you've been given? Greatest advice was, it's probably just, just be yourself all the time. Just don't change for anything. Like don't change people's opinions or because someone somewhere will always think you're an arsehole. So you could save, you could save an old lady <laughs> from a burning building. Someone will still think mm. you're an arsehole because you did it for attention yeah. or something. So just, just be yourself, accept, accept you don't get abuse, accept the haters and just, yeah. just be yourself. Fair play. Um, second one, what's on your bucket list that can either be personal or business or. I think I've done a lot, a lot of my stuff bucket list wise was sort of traveling, but we've kind of done that now. Now we've got the, now we've got the dog. We kind of don't travel as much, so it's it's not really nothing major. It's it's more something that we talked about. It's maybe doing something like a challenge or something next year. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. Give, giving back to someone else now for a change, maybe. Yeah, no, cool. Um, this is always an interesting one. Um, I think we might have already talked about it. What's your toughest day? Yes, that that day that they discharged me from the navy. Yeah. That was. It was tough, but it was more. It was more of a shock. I wasn't. I just wasn't expecting it. You know, um, I was proud yeah, to yeah. serve. Proud to serve my country, and then literally two seconds flat, that was done. Gone. I was out, and it was that was the end. See you later. Mm. So it was kind of fair play. That's a low point, but that low point has brought me into why I'm now. So yeah, it's positive. Yeah, no fair play. Um, what's been your happiest day? Oh, maybe you've got a wedding. few. Apart from my wedding. I Good save. 
<laughs> the day, the day, first show I ever did, because um, I kind of, I, I decided to do a show in sort of in October 2014, and I did a 20-week prep for it. Went into the show, just literally just wanting to enjoy the experience. Like, wasn't bothered about placing, nothing like that. And came second in my first ever show. Got that pro card. And that's when it kind of opened my world up to fitness. And I knew that that's the kind of route I wanted to follow. And from being an athlete myself, I thought I want to help people do this as well. Um, So getting that pro card, realizing that I did have potential. And I wasn't that unfit for service guy because I'd just literally come Hmm. second place in world championships yeah. of a fitness show it kind of proved that i can if if i if i want something i can go for it and i'll get it yeah it's a huge achievement um last one uh what's next either for the business or personal so business wise it's just we're just continuing to grow so we've got me and my wife got a lot of ideas so we're just we're just building on that now um got a lot of things planned for the latter part of the year and early next year um, right so that's sort of business wise um, Personal-wise, obviously got the the World Championships in eight weeks, which is a competition called Pure Elite. So I've competed with them right. a few times. Um, so they're one of the biggest federations out there. So it's the World Championships down in Kent. Um, so it's, well, it's aiming for that. It's kind of a comeback for me because I've not competed for three years. I had a few injuries. Um, yeah. So it's, that's kind of the next step. And then after that, it's I'm kind of going to go back to basics and build myself again from the core up. Because um, I keep right. picking up injuries, I'm getting older. I'm you know, knocking on 38 now, so niggles <laughs> with stuff. So I kind of want to go back and build from the core, get back to basics, and change my training up a bit, and right. do a bit more swimming and running, and be a bit more of an athlete rather than just a kind of yeah, yeah. Kind of portraying sort of body parts. Where I want to be a bit more functional now, so I want to sort of improve my health over the next year. Um, is that then, for long? Is that for? Would you say that's for um, l- later in life? Obviously, improving yeah. your quality of life later in life when you hit your sort of forties, fifties, sixties, you've got better range of motion. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people yeah. I, that yeah, I want to. I want to be nice and fit and healthy when I have kids and to run around with them. So, I think now is the perfect time to to sort of flip my philosophy on fitness and, and focus more on my health. Um, yeah. Next, next year, I'll probably, I think I'm going to do one more show next year. And I think that'll be that'll be it. So well, one more show, change my health, and move forward. Awesome, Chris. Uh, tell the people where can they find you on social media, websites, and anything you've got coming up else. So I'm, I'm mainly on Instagram at uh, Chris Robinson uh, Fitness. Um, website yeah. is therobinsonsfitness.com. Uh, so yeah. that's got all our training packages and stuff on, but. You know, anyone can just email me with questions. I've got a couple of free things on my website where I can help you out with sort of calorie macronutrients and recipe books and things like that. And ninety nine percent of the time, I'm on I'm on Instagram. I live on Instagram. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play, um, ladies and gentlemen. That's been Chris Robinson. Um, been a pleasure to have him on. Uh, it's been a big insight into sort of the pro fitness world, and um, just goes to show that everyone's got everyone's got a story. You know, everyone started out at the top or you know, perfect genetics and all the rest of it. And um, Chris was told that he's not fit for service and he, he's proved the world and the doubt was wrong. And uh, now he's out there smashing it. And it just goes to show you 
that there's from every knock you can rise from it and you can build and you can push on with success. Um, Chris, thanks very much for coming on the show, mate. Thank you very much Thank for your you time. Thank you for having me. It's been an honour. Thank you. Yeah, brilliant. Um, coming up next on the Eagle podcast, we've got some more amazing guests. I'm still trying to track down the very elusive Alfie Usher from Fill My Boots, but I do promise to get him on the show. Very interesting guy. Uh, look forward to the next Eagle podcast. Chris, thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Cheers, Take care. Cheers. Bye.